Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Sharp Money, VSIN, the sports betting network. As we welcome you in, I'm Patrick Maher, Amal Shaw, Dustin Sweetelson, live downtown Las Vegas at the D Bar Canada, right there off of Fremont Street. Hope you had a nice weekend. Kind of a weird time of the year because, right, we just had Thanksgiving. You go into a nice weekend, more football kicked out on the other side, and here we are. Got plenty to do, including breaking news from the NFL. I'll get to that in just a second. Of course, Week 12 concludes tonight in Minnesota. Chicago, Minnesota, a little in-division rivalry here. The number open Minnesota three and a half. Now, this number did get bet down to two and a half, and then even as late as last night, like two, three in the morning, DraftKings was showing Minnesota laying two and a half, and then essentially all day today back up the three so that key number three remember always think about that key number of three uh late last night if you were on your screen and you liked the vikings you could have got the two and a half uh, frankly you could have again the bears and we'll have steve fezzik professional handicapper talking about this as far as timing you could have got three and a half with the bears just the dance that goes on when betting also today five nba games including the lottery bowl boys you got the two and 14 Pistons and the two and 14 Washington Wizards. The Pistons, by the way, have lost 13 straight games. Freaking disaster. Lakers 76ers, a good one. Six on the ice for Mr. Shaw. 15 college basketball. And while the big guy, well, in the, listen, let's be fair. The big guy's a donk as we say hi to the fellas. Uh, he complained about bad maction. He complained about Conference USA football. And you take a look at the board and you got nothing. So I'm, I hope you're happy with what you brought upon us, Dustin Sweetelson, but we don't start with you. We say hi to Omal Shaw. What's cracking? Not much, man. I'll tell you what, I am a little bit annoyed with you, Maher, because I thought we were going to retire the term donk, and I must have used the term donk 20 times this past week watching college basketball when guys would not make front end or free throws to get me two more points on a total. I can't stop saying it. I mean, I'm, I'm going to need to go to rehab for it. It's it's an addiction, and you're welcome. Uh, just I'll start <laughs> yeah. there with that. And it's also, I realize now it's a term of endearment and also a way to crush somebody because I call my dog donk, I call my mom donk, and then oftentimes I use it as a, a loving term. So again, but uh, I you. apologize <laughs> and say you're welcome at the same time. The Here's what's weird. I don't need... 
Dustin revealed two weeks ago that he's a big Herm Edwards guy, which, okay, the dude's like 70 games under 500. But anyway, he's a Herm Edwards guy. And then today we get on the phone. He goes, you know, I'm a big Frank Wright guy. <laughs> now, before I introduce the donk, Dustin, can I ask you, Amal Shaw, do you have an affinity outside of Frank Wright coming back? Back in the day, remember, Jim Kelly gets hurt. The Houston Oilers, who I freaking loved, they're up like 35 against the Bills, and Frank Wright led the craziest, craziest comeback in the postseason of all time. Outside of that, I've got no feelings for Frank Wright. It's funny you said that, Patrick. Before you even mentioned that game in the wild card between the Bills and the uh and the Oilers at Orchard Park when they came back. I didn't think about him either. Let's be real here. Frank Reich only comes up in your thought process when you hear the name David Tepper or you think there's going to be a potential coach on the hot seat. And really, guys, it doesn't come as much of a surprise that Tepper decides to make a move from it. For people that are unfamiliar with David Tepper, he's a former hedge fund guy, multi-billionaire, one of the richest two, 300 people in the world. He bought a beach house of a former guy, Goldman Sachs, that fired him, bought the house for $43 million from that guy's ex-wife, knocked it down and built the house twice the size just to kind of show off to the guy. So what does that tell you about Tepper and how hard of a job it's going to be for the next head coach? So that brings us good, good lead in to the Carolina Panthers today announced and David Tepper, their owner, that they fired Frank Reich. It's not even a year in. Obviously, he's just 11 games in. NFL worst one in 10 record. This is 24 hours after the owner, Tepper, left the locker room muttering an expletive following Sunday's 17-10 loss to the Tennessee Titans in Nashville. He becomes, to Amal's point, the first NFL head coach since the 70 merger to be fired in back-to-back seasons as he was dismissed last year (laughs) by the Indianapolis Colts. So it's not a great run, but it does set up perfectly my, I guess, consternation as to why Dustin Sweetelson is a Frank Wright guy. Um, Why? Uh, Is your name... Patrick Maher or Patrick Misconstruer? Like, you take my words and you twist them in these evil ways. I was a big Herm Edwards as a human being guy. And with Frank Reich, I just have a soft spot for him. Because when you look at Frank Reich and his role, right, he, everyone knows him as a player, but he grinded his way up through the coaching ranks. Finally, with the Eagles, has this moment where he tutors Nick Foles, in the middle of the season to come in for Carson Wentz, who was having an MVP season under his tutelage, and wins a Super Bowl with a backup quarterback. And Frank Reich got a lot of credit for that while working under Doug Peterson. So then it's like, Frank Reich's been working and grinding all these years to finally get an opportunity to be a head coach in the National Football League. And who's the first owner he works for? Jim Ursay. Probably the most unhinged owner we have in the NFL right now. Like, mental stability, there are major question marks there. Uh, Then he gets fired from there after Ursay is meddling in the football business, bringing in veteran quarterback who's toast, after veteran quarterback who's toast, white toast, by the way, for both of them. And then he goes to Carolina, where it's like, okay, I have a fresh start. I finally get to show what I can do. I don't, won't have an owner being involved in football decisions. I will be able to showcase what I did with Carson Wentz, what I did with Nick Foles, how I got a freaking ring for the city of Philadelphia, and he's told he can't draft the quarterback he wants. He's told he has to make it work with Bryce Young, who can't look over the offensive line. So when I look back at what Frank Reich's had to go through over the last couple of years, I think it's a little unfair, and I feel for the guy because his dream is crushed, it is over, and he will not get a third time being a head coach in the NFL.
Okay, so thanks for that soliloquy. Uh, now that you're done with your, apparently somebody is getting married and you just gave a speech. Um, you said, Amal, did I misconstrue his words? Because he just gave a commencement speech on how much he loves Frank Reich. Like, how did I misconstrue anything? That you just stood up on the table and said, I love Frank Reich and let me tell you why better than Frank Reich could have done. I don't even know if I like Frank Reich as a coach. I just think he hasn't gotten a fair shake twice now. Well, I would agree with you. The firing I thought was a little bit abrupt in Indianapolis, but come on, man. I. I don't think Frank Reich's family is like, eh, it's our dad. Okay, let's move on. Yeah. Frank, you, know what, you know what Frank Reich is? He's a God-fearing dude. He's going to be fine. He rides shotgun with Jesus Christ sitting right there. He's not the type of guys that's negative. As a matter of fact, he already did an interview with the Charlotte Observer and is like, this is the greatest experience of my life. Yeah. You know what the greatest experience of my life would be? Len and John Goulet sitting me down and saying, we're going to fire you and give you $10 million on the way out the door. <laughs> <laughs> so he's going to be just fine is what I, I'm trying look, to say look. about Frank Wright. Okay. I get what you're saying. Let's play this clip. I want you to look into this human being's eyes. When I look into his, his eyes and I hear his voice, I see and hear a broken man whose dreams have been crushed, not by his own actions. This is Frank Reich after the game ask, answering questions about the team being off to a one in 10 start. You know, what, what are you going to do? You're one in 10. Uh, what are you going to start? Feel sorry for yourself? Or you think something's going to magically fix everything? No. Um, you know, we lost a close football game today. Um, these games are winnable. Uh, that message doesn't fly when you're one in 10, but I know these games are winnable. I know we have the players and the coaches to do that. So we regroup and we get ready for this week. You asked us to look into his eyes. He had a hat pulled down over his <laughs> eyes. That's one. And secondly, Amal, correct me if I'm wrong, but Frank Reich's the dude that wanted Carson Wentz. That's the reason he was fired in Indy. He was like, I'll take Carson Wentz. Ursay's like, sure, go ahead. It failed miserably. Then Ursay was like, I'm going to move on. I, I don't think that was completely you know, on the owner there. Yeah, no, I would agree with you. He did have, he had one seven and nine season in the first four years. The other three were winning records. And then he goes three, five and one last year in Indianapolis. They move on from him. But guys, he talks about this being a one possession game. This is only the third game that they lost. That was a one possession game. They were losing every other game by double digits. They've been non-competitive for a while. Look, they were fortunate. Will Levis in Tennessee was on the other side there. That's the only reason it was a seven point game. Um, I don't know if this is the, the best move in the short term, but if you're Bryce Young and company, you'll get an opportunity for a fresh start. But I'm going to tell you right now, I know it's early. I don't know if you guys sign off on this, but I feel like David Tepper has given me Jerry Jones vibes in about 20 years, but without having had Jimmy Johnson in the stable and, a, and three Super Bowl rings. He's going to be in charge. I think eventually in about five years, he's going to be the general manager. This is a guy that wants to be in charge of everything. He's kind of a guy that's going to be very aggressive in terms of how things play out based on it being his organization. Yeah, he is. Um, he's a guy that and again, I, I don't know. I know the jokes this morning have been if you're just joining us, Frank Reich was fired after 11 games. The Carolina Panthers head coach, they don't really have an offensive line. They don't have a ton of skill. Um, Dustin said it. Do, do you guys have corroboration that Reich definitely wanted Stroud? Because it feels like one of those things that people have now said on X. Yeah. And it's just becoming facts. Like, do we know for a no. fact that he was like, no, I want Stroud? No, we don't have a hundred. It's, it's one of those hearsay things. It's like just made the rounds where everyone is just repeating like that. He wanted Stroud when they traded up. But remember, there was that video of him and Josh McCown, like being buddy, buddy with Bryce Young when he did his pro day. So uh, I don't. We don't have anything to, to solidify that report. And also, like, 
it could just be the other way around. It could have been he wanted Bryce Young and Tepper wanted C.J. Stroud. We don't know. We just don't know. Right. Yeah, you're right, Patrick. We don't know for sure. The only thing I will say in Frank Reich's defense on that one, he's a bigger guy. And I can see a quarterback like him having been through the rigors, knowing what it takes to play the position in the National Football League. He looks at a guy like Bryce Young and says, this guy's two hits away from his career ending. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, Reich's a, Reich's a big dude. And uh, listen, he probably is tapped out as far as ever coaching in the NFL, as far as a head coach. But I will say this. If he is up for an interview, he should have Dustin interview for him. <laughs> My gosh. I you can't. like Frank Reich better than your family? Like, have you ever had the conversation with your family that you'd like to replace them? I don't even know what, Her, sis- I don't even know what system. Herm Edwards or Frank Reich? Go oh, ahead. Pick oh, one. Frank Reich. Frank Reich. Yeah. Got a ring. All right. By the way, I just want to take off Goulet real quick. Quick update from Craven Cottage. I know you care about this. Fulham one nothing on the score sheet already seven minutes in. Wow, the Wolves were like, that is interesting. I know a lot of people, a lot of quote, sharp money on the Wolves today because Fulham's been struggling, as Dustin knows. We should ask Herm about the EPL. <laughs> AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry, and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com strategic. That's oracle.com strategic. oracle.com strategic. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Okay, Betsgiving is back, of course. It's been a great competition. It's our second annual Betsgiving where we bet amongst each other. A little friendly competition here at DraftKings and VSIN. I started off hot, and then I absolutely went down the tubes. I'll just tell you that. You should know because you've been following along in our social group. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app. It's very simple. The app is freaking awesome. 
Just go to the app, click on social, and then betting groups, and you can join our little group there. It goes until Wednesday, so make sure you follow along. The big guy, Dustin Sweetelson, flexing this morning, how he's killing it. He'll never miss an opportunity to puff that chest, which is an ample one at that. Go to vcin.com slash subscribe. You can see all the information. Bets giving as well. I'm all Shaw. I'm Patrick Maher. Dustin Sweetelson. We're presented by DraftKings. Good job by you, Dustin, doing well in the little bets giving contest I, I heard about this morning. Good sort job. of, sort of well, not not really that well. Well, we'll I we'll think see. JVT was leading, correct? JVT's leading. I think he only has like seven bets, so he's at the bare minimum. But he's in first place, so he's like six and one on those plays. Which means, you know what? I've got to do. I got to build up the bankroll, and then tomorrow we're going to come up with the craziest parlay ever to make sure we take him down. Oh, you know what? I should. D- did you hear about this, Amal? So, and we'll get back to the coaches. We want to figure out uh, how many coaches are on their way out, just like Frank Reich. We've got Like, Love, Loathe coming up on the show. Of course, a big weekend of football to get to. Uh, Steve Fezzik, professional handicapper. So how about this? The big guy, who's beast popular, but the big guy, I think it was on Saturday night, he was sitting around, and JBT texted him and said, hey, man, you want to go out to dinner? And Dustin's just like, yeah, of course. I'll go out to dinner. Look, I love, I love JBT. We can sit around, kick it, gossip about our coworkers, and talk some sports betting. And here's the real reason Dustin went. JBT is married to a really cute, wonderful person. And Dustin assumed that JBT's wife was going to bring some Bodiquas. You understand? I think she's uh, Mexican. She thought she was going to bring Puerto some Puerto ladies Rican. with them on the date. What's that? So Bodiquas for Puerto Ricans, but go ahead. Yeah, same thing. So it, Dustin shows up and he's in his Sunday best on a Saturday night. He looks good. He went to the barber. He got the nice fade and everything. He shows up. It was a dinner with him. Jonathan Von Tobel and his wife. And that's it. <laughs> he was the third wheel. I, I'll say this. At least he had a chance to kind of pitch himself, make her think. And I apologize. I don't know JVT's Fair. wife's name. Isabel. Isabel. I, I, you know, he could have given a little salesmanship. Uh, Patrick, I thought you were going to say it was him, JVT, and JVT's two kids. <laughs> <laughs> Which, that, no offense to children, that's like having dinner with terrorists. Well, I didn't think it was interesting that it was their night away from their children and they invited the most childish person they know to hang out with them. <laughs> but yeah, I, I'll defend both of these guys. They're actually fun. I took them to the worst restaurant possible in the city. We went one night to watch the Thursday night opener between the Lions and the Chiefs. I got to tell you right now, the, the pizza was good in there. I would never go back to that place. I don't remember the name of the place. Oh, it's good. But it, we might as well have sat in an ashtray. It would have been healthier. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> that, you know what? I like the positive spin, though. You can put full court press on Isabel about her friends so she can go sell you now yeah. to her girlfriends. That's not bad. No, it's cool. It's I, bad, I, I did think I was walking into like some sort of like prank, like I was being punked, like a girl's going to all of a sudden just show up like as we're about to order appetizers. Well, let me add one more thing that's more positive than Ron Rivera and Frank Wright. The fact that you got invited to be the third wheel on a bicycle, that means obviously Isabella likes you and has an affinity for you. So she's put in some good word with somebody along the way. Hopefully they're not all married or involved with somebody. I mean, she also is like a mother of two young children. Does she really have friends anymore? Dude, are you kidding me? Is there time for friends when your kids are that young? Give it about a year as soon as the first one, because JVT's oldest and the thing is about four. He'll be in kindergarten. Trust me, you got a plethora of options. Single moms at drop off. (laughs) Bodiqua. Coolo. You know what I'm saying, big guy? All right, boys. Uh, let's get to it. I, what I thought we'd do is I'm just going to go division by division, and let's just figure out if these teams 
are going to have the same head coach next year. Because there's always turnover. What we love about the NFL, it's theatrical. It's once a week. you got a lot of buildup. But also, you've got a 50% turnover uh, every year, essentially, with the postseason team. So parity, whatever you want to call it. And then also, there's always like drama going on. Teams are getting rid of coaches. Frank Reich today let go. And I, the Tepper thing's interesting because I know he's impetuous. But I think, wouldn't you guys agree, if you, you don't have the right head coach, you got to move on. So let's just start with the AFC East. The Dolphins, correct me if I'm wrong, they're going to stick with McDaniel. 100. Buffalo is fascinating. So we get the Buffalo. What happens with McDermott? I, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to pass on that one because when we get to like, love, and loathe, I'm going to give uh, the Buffalo Bills on one side. You can probably figure it out. But it's an interesting breakdown when you really delve into the numbers. And I don't know if you can fire the quarterback, but I'll tell you right now, a lot of this blame goes on 17. Well, okay. Sean McDermott is in charge of that defense, and he was asked after the game, did the defense let the offense down? Here's what he said. Well, that's that's where I look first. Right? I look at myself first, and I look at the defense uh, right after that, and, and uh, in the second half, we didn't do enough to win the game. Um, and so um, if you come out and, and you're able to shut them down in the second half like we did in the first half, then, then yeah. Um, but again, I think it's it's a it's a team game, and so you have opportunities across the board, offensively, defensively, and special teams. Um, but that's where I start with myself and the defense. Well, I guess the question I had is: It cold yet in Buffalo? Based on their head coach looking translucent, Lee White, <laughs> it, appear, it appears it appears the sun hasn't peeked through up in Buffalo, New York. My gosh, was that alarming? No, like we'll Casper. see. With, well, we'll see the sun in April. But to reference to your point, this is the wow. first game all year that they had given up 30 points, and it took overtime before they'd given up the 37th point. Probably should have won this game. I'm not who's sure whose fault it was, whether it was Davis or Allen, but regardless, um, I don't know, guys. I don't know where you come out. By the way, uh, Patrick, Wolves has just tied it up in the 22nd minute on a hey, header. It, by the way, it was, it was ha Asian handicap, two and a, two and a quarter uh, on the goal, goal total. So a good start if you went over there. Beautiful goal. Uh, here's what I will say. I, I think with McDermott, I just think he's a fine coach. He's done a good job there. But don't you guys agree that at, at times, and specifically he's a defensive guy, and that's really where, and I know they've had injuries, when you have Josh Allen, and I know you're going to talk about him and like, love, loathe coming up in just a bit. I do think at times it just the message gets stale. I, I don't disagree with you. We, I, ta we talked sorry, about Buffalo just feeling stale this year. And I, and I think sometimes the coach falls on that sword because of it. Yeah, I apologize. No, you're absolutely right. And when you look at it, sometimes the, you need a change of the voice in the room. And I think that's what's happening with the Buffalo Bills right now. But I want to point out one thing. I'm not trying to defend McDermott. I probably have a greater affinity for McDermott than many other people do. Not quite Frank Reich and uh, Norm, uh, Norm Edwards. Herm Edwards level. Thank you. Um, but the thing is, you look at this team defensively. They lost Tremaine Edmonds in the offseason to Chicago. I thought that was a huge blow. Matt Milano's been out with injury. And then Tredavious White. I can make the argument those are three of your top four defensive players. When you lose that type of caliber of player, I think it's pretty hard to overcome. And that's where the issue is a little bit with this team. That's fair. In or out next year. I actually do think, I think they got to win out to get to the postseason. I don't know if that's going to happen. I think McDermott's going to get fired. I... I don't know. I'm so on the fence about that. I, I think there's a chance. I'm not saying he should. I'm yeah. saying I think it might happen. Okay, that's that, that's no, the, I that's think, the d delineation. I, think I don't think he should, but you're right. He probably will. I agree with you. I think if they don't make the playoffs, Pagula and company make a change. Like, he's like, look, 
that that franchise was in a bad spot before he got there and he turned it around. You got to give him some credit for that. He should be allowed to have one off year. Okay. Very defensive with coaches, the big guy. <laughs> All right. We'll we'll add him up. Uh, the Jets. Sala. I can't remember. Mike Lombardi is in my head when I say his name. Lombardi knows this. I'm not clowning. He, he mispronounces names all the time. So I never know when I'm saying it now, if I'm saying I think the Salah's Lombardi right. pronunciation, yeah, Salah or Salah. That's right. He used to call him Salah and it's Salah. Okay. Robert Salah. You see how I'm doing it now. Uh, does he lose his job? I actually don't think he loses his job uh, because I think he's been a company man this year. I would agree with you, but I'll tell you what, if you're the front office, you got to be concerned. This offense, it's not just Zach Wilson. It's the offensive line is horrible. We saw it uh, over the weekend. This team is just in a bad way. Joe Douglas is the issue, not Robert Sala. I've actually been really impressed with his leadership skills, the way he hasn't really broken, even though there was many opportunities, just completely snap and throw Wilson under the bus. I've really been impressed with him, despite kind of the, the, the car wreck that he's dealing with. That's it's interesting you say that. I had no feelings, and I probably would have been pointing towards yeah. donk territory <laughs> before this year. Sal is now a guy that I I've been like he's grown in my estimation. Great. Oddly enough, even with the with the season obviously that they're going through, uh, he's kind of grown in my estimation. Okay, so in the AFC East, we've got potentially one team moving on from their head coach. However, we haven't gotten to New England. So when we return, we have to have the Belichick debate and we'll continue with this. That's just a fun way to start it off. I think also we can apply with the coaches. We can look at the market in this week's games um, from a betting perspective. But I think there's going to be a lot of teams with vacancies at the head coaching position. I think by the time we're done with this experiment, it'll be more interesting than we thought. Okay, so when we return, we'll get to the Patriots. Billy B, stay? Will he stay or will he go? We continue Sharp Money on a Monday. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Black Friday, we've extended it. What is it? Is called Black Monday today? I'm not sure, but I know Cyber, Cyber Monday. Cyber Monday. Shout out to Bezos. 60 bucks. Shout out to VEASAN. You get everything we offer through May 1st. Again, we've extended it into Cyber Monday. Daily best bets, unlimited access to our exclusive betting splits, premium analysis, 24-7 video access. The offer expires on November 30th, so on Wednesday. But why not just get the information out if you're going to spend the 60 bucks? Go to vsin.com slash subscribe. That's vsin.com slash subscribe. I'm all Shaw, Dustin Sweetelson. I'm Patrick Maher. So we, we've got Like, Love, Loathe coming up out of week 12. You conclude week 12 tonight. Just quick peek at the board. That's important for tonight. Just to tell you if it's still sitting three. Yes, it is. Minnesota. And they're still in the mix, boys. They've got two in hand with the Lions coming up. O'Connell's done a hell of a job. We'll get to that. Uh, Three with Chicago in town. That's Monday Night Football to conclude week 12. We open the show with the breaking news which is Frank Reich, 11 games into his tenure there with the uh, Charlotte Panthers, has been fired by David Tepper. So now we're talking about how many 
vacancies will there be at the head coaching position this year in the NFL? That brings us to New England. Miami's good. Buffalo could fire McDermott. The Jets, we think, are going to hold on to Salah, or excuse me, Salah. And now we get to the Patriots, who are sitting two and nine. And the big question is, what are they going to do with Mr. Billy B, Bill Belichick, them all? Uh, he'll be gone. Now, the question is whether it's technically a firing or he says he's resigning and walking away. The only difference will remain to be seen after the season. Uh, but I think this will be a mutual parting from uh, Kraft's perspective and, of course, Bill Belichick. This team right now needs a little bit too much, even though they're going to wind up with a top five pick. I think instead of taking guys like Cole Strange with the fifth pick in the draft, they're better off letting someone actually take a player who's worthy of the fifth pick or fourth pick. You got an opinion here, big guy? Well, there was a restructuring of Bill Belichick's contract, which uh, I believe if they fire, like they can't really fire him. They're going to have to really trade him is what I, I remember hearing a few weeks ago. So I see two openings of two of the most dysfunctional organizations that are constantly chasing being relevant. And I think there will be a bidding war to trade for Bill Belichick between the Las Vegas Raiders and the Washington Commanders. Okay. Well, a little teaser alert because we're going to get to Washington coming up in just a bit. I agree. I think he's going to he's got the equity. So like Amal said, he'll have an opportunity to say, well, he wants to move on or but I, I don't know if he and Kraft are on, in a good place. If we believe what we've read, Kansas City, we go to the AFC West. They're going to keep Andy Reid. Uh, Denver is going to keep Mr. Payton. They're on a roll. Las Vegas. So McDaniels has already been fired, boys. What do we think happens with Antonio Pierce? You know, look, they got off to a fast start, uh, but they've lost two in a row, losing to Miami, and then the second half collapsed. They get outscored in that game, what, uh, 31 to 3 by the uh, Kansas City Chiefs in that game. I think Antonio Pierce probably not going to be the head coach. But one thing that's a factor here, I know Dustin said potentially Belichick, but Patrick, to me, the concern, if you're looking at it from a Raiders organizational standpoint, they're paying two coaches, I think, $100, $120 million in theory, depending on what happens with the John Gruden, excuse me, John Gruden settlement. So I don't know if they're going to want to go into paying a coach 10, 12, 15 million dollars. I think you can probably keep Antonio Pierce for around five, six million dollars. And do you have the pieces and the parts in place right now to justify paying a coach 12 million dollars to go compete with Patrick Mahomes, Russell Wilson and Justin Herbert in that division? Because let's be real here. None of your quarterbacks on your current roster are constructed to be able to beat those three guys long term. I mean, I, I love what Antonio Pierce is doing. I would give him a chance to interview for the job and show this is the kind of staff I'm bringing in. Here's who's going to come along for the ride. This is how I would fix things. Let him really like give it a second to like breathe and present how he would do things as the head coach because he's kind of been thrown into the fire, and I think he's done a great job considering his quarterback is Aiden O'Connell. That defense is atrocious, and he's just been told to kind of figure things out. Everything I've seen from him, he is a leader. And I think he's the new age of head coach in the Dan Campbell mode. He is a motivator. He's a former player. They can relate to him. And he's not tied Oof. to any systems and he can delegate. So I would keep Antonio Pierce. Uh, yeah, Pierce is going to get kept. I think Amal's point about uh, he doesn't have to pay him. Like yeah. Pierce is going to take, you know, minimum. And he can't point to a resume to say why he should get paid more. Uh, big guy, to your point, as far as Pierce is concerned, how about rounding out that coaching staff next year, lead assistants Herm Edwards and Frank Reich? 
then that you you'd be thrilled because it appears now you're a big Antonio Pierce guy. Too many motivators on the staff, though. That's the issue. Hey, hey, don't laugh. Antonio Pierce could hire uh, Herm hey, Edwards, Edwards as a consultant because remember he That's coached true. with him at Arizona State. That's uh, 100% one, true. One other thing I want to add very quickly, if you look at it, this is a huge selling point the Raiders have to take advantage of. You're in a state with no state income tax, eight or not, eight, one year in. I don't remember this year if they had the nine home games or next year they've got the eight home games, or whatever year it is. But you're going to have an advantage over a season where in two seasons you're going to only play 17 games out of state out of 34. You save on the state tax. That's a selling point to certain players. You've got an opportunity to play against Mahomes and Herbert and some of the best quarterbacks in the NFL You know, four times a year. I think it's an easy sell if the Raiders really approach it properly in free agency. This is a destination. A lot of guys spend a lot of time in the offseason in California. You're close by. To me, this is a place they should be able to attract free agents. Also, does Rich Bisaccia have a shot of getting the job? Because no. they really regret not giving it to him in the first place. I, I, nobody knows the Nevada state income tax laws better than me. I, I'm reminded every two weeks. Okay. <laughs> the greatest thing that's ever, the worst thing that ever happened to me was getting hit with the state income tax in California. One guy, I mean, come on, Nevada, they've got it figured out for their residents. Um, the chargers, I, I'm sorry to me, this is a hundred percent chance. There's no way, even the Spanos family who's <laughs> broke, there's no way they're going to keep Staley after the year. He's gone. It's not even a conversation. Unless this team wound up going, uh, what, 10 and 7 and they made the playoffs, he's out. It's not even fun, like, criticizing him anymore. I just feel bad. After the game, the media asked him, uh, is his messaging still getting across to the team? Yeah, otherwise you'd get blown out of the stadium, you know, in one of these games. You'd get blown out of the stadium, and that hasn't happened. We've been tight with the best in the league, and um, the way we've practiced, you would know, and the way that our guys compete in the game. So um, we're going to have to continue to make adjustments to close these games out and play a cleaner game in all three phases. Um, you know, but this is a close locker room, and they got a lot of pride, and, and we're going to be tested moving forward, and that's a fact. Yeah, he's going to he's going to be gone. No doubt. Uh, he's so young, though. He'll just go the def- he'll go a coordinator route and get another job in his mid 40s. He's literally Dennis Allen 2.0. No, don't don't insult him. He's like Dennis that. Allen. I, listen, I know you guys are not on board with me on this statement. I like Staley more than most people do. They've lost six games by three points or less, right? It's it's a little bit, you bring in a new coach, I think this okay. thing get turned around quickly, but I don't think he's as bad as people make him out to be. Last night, Zay Flowers takes it in. That was a tight game. It didn't feel like they could ever win the game, but I mean, you still held the Ravens in check to 13 points for the majority of that football game. I don't think they're as bad as maybe people think they are. I know you and Patrick may not agree. I see your facial well, I, think it's, I think you're right. I think it's just become in vogue to crush the guy. Yeah. I like the progressive thinking. It just even that statement that he made right there, he's become so defensive. I yes. think it's good for him if he were to get fired just so he can move on and start anew. I just I think there are some coaches who find ways to win games and some coaches who find ways to lose games like Mike Tomlin just finds ways to win games like Nick Sirianni in Philly. He doesn't care about style points. Somehow it could be the ugliest game possible. They're always in it. And in the end, they figure out a way to, 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 to walk away with a victory. There are some guys like Brandon Staley that no matter what they do, they're going to be the wrong side of every decision. I thought about what Maher said last week. And I know we're going, I'm going off on a little bit of a tangent here. But to Dustin's point, I think it's a good one. Because I saw when Parcells came into Dallas, the impact it had in close games. They started winning games they were losing the previous year. And you talked about Mike Tomlin. I'm watching that Steelers game yesterday and going, 
Dude, this guy's had an offense since 2020 that hasn't gone over 400 yards, and somehow they're viable every single year. You're not wrong in your statement that he's going to be in the conversation among the greatest coaches of all time. All I these other totally guys, we talk about great coaches. Belichick had Brady. Andy Reid's had Patrick Mahomes and Donovan McNabb. I'm not saying McNabb is on that level, but he still got the, what, five or four straight consecutive NFC championship games. All these coaches have had great quarterbacks. This guy has done it. Kenny Pickett would get picked fourth and pick up football somewhere in North Hills if we were playing on a Saturday afternoon in Pittsburgh. You know, I randomly looked at um, turnover differential today, and you know who leads the NFL? The Pittsburgh Steelers. <laughs> and again, some of it's random, but a lot of turnovers has has a lot to do with coaching and forcing turnovers and just being in the mindset. I again, to back to the point that we we were discussing at the time, Amal. I think self will go down as the greatest of all time when it comes to college basketball. By the time it's done, he's got 25, 20 years to go. Yeah. And then I think Tomlin will. Tomlin is in his 40s. <laughs> he's been around for 16 years. I'm telling and he's you, he's got a long way to go. I, I literally listen to his whole press conference every week. And I think like watching saving private Ryan, you know, like Tom Hanks was in charge of like that platoon. And he was just like a random school teacher, but he was the leader of that group in the military. If there was ever a draft and my fat butt got drafted somehow, I want that guy in charge of my platoon. And by the way, Patrick, this was come as no surprise to Dustin. I absolutely love that movie. <laughs> saving private Ryan. Yeah. <laughs> I, I prefer the, uh, the alt version saving Ryan's privates. Okay. The AFC quickly, this division's going to be just fine. Baltimore's going to keep their coach. Pittsburgh is going to keep their coach. We just talked about it. Cleveland's Stefanski all of a sudden looking good. Uh, and Cincinnati will keep their coach. When we come back, we continue the experiment with the AFC South. Then we'll flip to the NFC. This sharp money again. That number tonight in Minnesota, Chicago in town is three with Minnesota Lane. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. 
If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash iHeart. That's LifeLock.com slash iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Okay, bet $5, get $150 in bonus bets instantly at DraftKings for new customers when you use the promo code SHARP, S H A R P. You can bet on Monday Night Football tonight, get $150. Bucks. Again, use that promo code SHARP, a no sweat, same game parlay for everybody every day at DraftKings. The crown is yours. Maul Shaw, Dustin Sweetelson, I'm Patrick Maher. A little experiment. Uh, Frank Reich was fired today by Carolina. So we're running through and trying to figure out the other openings, whether it be before the end of the year or after the uh, year concludes here, NFL. We're on to the AFC South boys. Jacksonville going to keep their uh, coach Indianapolis. They like what Steichen's doing in year one. Houston, same thing with D'Amico Ryans and Tennessee. Tennessee's an interesting one. There's no chance that Vrabel would get fired, but going back to New England, all, if they were to move on from Bill Belichick, obviously the rumors are that Kraft would want Vrabel. That makes sense from a uh, Robert Kraft perspective, but if I'm uh, Mike Vrabel, I'm looking at and saying, do I believe Will Levis is a guy that can be the future quarterback? Because when you look at the Patriots right now, they don't have anybody. And a guy like Vrabel, I just can't see him wanting to walk into a situation that appears to be a complete rebuild. So that's the only reason I would pause before saying Vrabel winds up there. But I'm with you. I don't think Tennessee moves on from him at all. Uh, I think in this, he's fixed in there. Yeah, you can't. You just you can't let a guy go that'll be scooped up in 35 seconds on the market. And I think the Levis thing is interesting because while they spent, what, a second rounder on him? Yeah. Uh, I still think that if they have a high enough draft pick and there's a quarterback in a really rich class that they like, they could get another quarterback in there and make sure that they have the right guy for the future. Right now, they'd be if we go based on the standings currently, they would be drafting eighth. Okay, eight for Tennessee and Brable. Let's hop to the NFC. Philadelphia not making any moves. It comes to three teams that are fascinating. First off, we all know Ron Rivera and the Harris group. They're going to move on from Ron Rivera. We can talk about that in a second. But Dallas and the Giants are a little interesting. Fair, fair to say a little interesting with both these, because what if you just absolutely have a flame out round one of the postseason for McCarthy and then Dayball? To be fair, and Dustin, you're a big Giants guy. He hasn't really comported himself the way that you would hope this year. It's kind of odd. I don't know the vibes around that franchise right now. What do you guys have to say about these two, the Cowboys and the Giants? You know, it's crazy to say this with Dallas, but I thought the same thing, Patrick. Sitting at eight and three, but they've got three tough games coming up. They've got the Lions, the Eagles, and the Buffalo Bills. I think we'll get an idea of where Mike McCarthy stands in terms of what his offseason can be like if they win those games or at least go two and one in that stretch. Uh, and then you mentioned the postseason. They've got to play well. They're going to go on the road in week one in all likelihood unless they can win this division, which is going to be a challenge. Uh, but to me, I don't think it's a foregone conclusion that Mike McCarthy will be back despite the success they've had because the one negative, just like, and McDaniels is going nowhere in Miami. But when you look at the Dallas Cowboys, they've done a great job of beating the hell out of bad teams. But when they play teams that are pretty good, the 49ers and Philadelphia, they did have an opportunity against the Eagles, but the 49ers beat on them like a drum. They lose a bad road game to Arizona. That 
that loss, if you take that one off the board, Dallas has got a chance to have the best record in the NFC. And so I'm with you, Patrick. I don't think it's a slam dunk that McCarthy's back. McCarthy's in year number three. Jerry Jones has only given two other coaches less than four years on the job before he fired them. Dave Campo, Campo yeah. and Chan Gailey. They were 18 and 14, 15 and 33. Mike McCarthy's potentially going to be, what, a one seed, two seed here in the playoffs? He's going to be a five seed. How's he going to be a five seed? Because they're not going to win the division. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, but no, they're not out of it in the division. I'm not saying they're out of it, but remember, Philly already has the one head-to-head. They're two games back, and you've got what Dallas said. Both teams have six weeks, six games remaining. I, I, look, I'm not saying that, but Philly's got a couple of layups there left. No, I, I, I agree. I'm just saying he's eight and three right now. He's gonna get one more year. Jerry, only thing standing in the way is that Jerry Jones might die. That's the only thing. Patrick, would you just go ahead and settle this, please? Let him know what's I, up. I, here's what I think. If it was 10 years ago, he'd be gone with a bad playoff loss. Jerry is so old. I think he wants. Yeah, I think he feels like if we just keep con- continuity, he'd rather not make another move at this age. I genuinely believe that. Do you guys have an opinion about Dayball? I, I don't know, to be honest with you. I think this is interesting. The Giants are one of those older organizations like the Bears, the Cardinals. They tend not to overreact that quickly. But do you see things out of the Giants that give you confidence moving forward is what the front office has to ask themselves. And then you've got Daniel Jones coming back. He'll be healthy next year. But how confident and comfortable are you with him? Saquon Barkley's on a one-year franchise tag. Where does this team go going uh, moving forward? That's my concern and question marks. I think this one is one of the tougher calls around. I think he's a scumbag for winning yesterday. Uh, uh, there was a report from Jay Glazer prior to kickoff about him and Wink Martindale and some weird going behind the back to John Mara stuff from Wink. So he was asked about that after the game, then also did this in the locker room. This was Dable. Uh, yeah, I'd say the, the the biggest argument Wink and I have had is who has the last piece of pizza. So got a lot of respect for Wink. Um, done a good job. So I'll leave it at that. Well, I'm so damn proud of you, fellas. Good work, man. That's a great job. Never, you never wavered, regardless of how it went. All right. Defensively, turnovers, keep them coming, man. All right. There's things we got to fix. All right. So that's two in a row. Hey, Wink. Game ball, buddy. So he's throwing the game ball to Wink Martindale, defensive coordinator. He's going to get year three just because they've made so many moves over the past few years with coaches. So I think he gets year three. Uh, but I do think it matters next year. He, he, yeah. he, some of the weird stuff with kind of being demonstrative with Jones and others on the sideline. I, I don't know. It, the weird vibes with him when things started to go poorly. Uh, the West, uh, San Francisco, Seattle, Rams, obviously, in Arizona. You guys got any changes being made there? I don't. I do not. No. I, I got it. As bad as Arizona's on paper, two and ten, I not, not yesterday notwithstanding, they've been some competitive in games at times where you wouldn't expect a team this bad to be. Yeah, I agree. I think Gannon's done a fine job there from the outside. Anything from you, Dustin, on that one? No. Nope. No. I mean, look, Pete Carroll, I guess, gets to call his his end date, right? He gets to decide when he expires. Yeah, that's true. He could retire, but he he he's they, the, the, he and the general manager have been doing it so long together. Yeah. He's not going to get fired. Uh, the North, Detroit, Minnesota, Green Bay, and Chicago. All right. Just throw at me what you think is going to happen here. Detroit, obviously, I mean, against my own best wishes, they're going to keep uh, Dan Campbell. Minnesota, obviously, going to keep their head coach. LaFleur and Eberflus, what do you guys think? 
I think LaFleur moves into 2024 on the hot seat. I think 2024 becomes an important year for him. I think he sticks around. I think Matt Eberflus is gone. And, you know, we talked during the commercial break. I said Harbaugh is probably going to wind up potentially in Chicago. Remember, Kevin Warren, the former commissioner of the Big Ten, is now the president of the Chicago Bears. You have a Big Ten guy. Justin Fields is a quarterback that he played against when he was at Michigan. So he can determine if he likes him or if he wants to move on. They're going to wind up with the first overall pick in the draft. If he's in love with Caleb Williams or Drake May or somebody else, he'll have an opportunity to make that selection. I think when you look at it, this is a simple move. Remember, he played for the Chicago Bears. This makes a lot of sense. I, I think there's too many tentacles out there with the Big Ten and the NCAA that would kind of push Jim Harbaugh out. Remember, guys, this year he missed six games due to suspensions. I've never seen a coach at the collegiate level that has had two separate suspensions missing half the season. I think this could be a situation where he may choose to move on. Yeah, LaFleur is safe. I actually think on on Thanksgiving, that was the most inspired offensive game plan we've seen from any team so far this year. I thought they came out and looked incredible. And then Chicago, they're definitely moving on from Eberflus. There's nothing he can do to save his job. They need something new, something invigorating, something offensive. And with holding those two early first round picks, I don't think Justin Fields is back next year either. Yeah, the Iberflus is 1,000% gone. I felt like Lafleur was coaching for his job a bit in Detroit. That's why he was so demonstrative, demonstrative so I agree. The South is interesting because it could be complete wipeout. Yep. Um, Arthur Smith, probably okay, but uh, weird vibes as the season progresses. New Orleans is going to move on. Tampa Bay, I believe, is going to move on, and Carolina moved on today. What do you guys think? I would agree with you. I think we are looking at a potential division with complete turnover. The safest coach in this division, as you mentioned, Patrick Arthur Smith with Atlanta. I think Dennis Allen is gone. I, I don't even understand how Dennis Allen there, – there's one of two things. This guy is the greatest human being on the planet out of 8 billion people. Or he's got some serious uh, pictures of somebody in compromising positions. How this guy has retained a job when his team should be sitting and just dominating this division and they still can't do it sitting at five and six. So that's the thing about Dennis Allen that's really, really sad is like the Saints should be trying to tank anyway. That's how they should have been rebuilding. Instead, they said, we're going to go for it. And the roster's actually good and they're still somehow awful. Tampa Bay Todd Bulls. I think Tampa, I get he's a sinking go. suspicion that he's they're going to move on. That he's, they just gave him another year, and they move on. Even though you know doesn't really have a quarterback. The division's right there, though. The division was right. If they can win the division, he'll stay. Even if but, they're under five hundred. That's fine. Real quick question for you, Dustin. Where do you guys come out on their talent in the AFC South? Excuse me, NFC South. I would put them as the third best talent team in the NFC South. I think that roster's yeah. still pretty good. You do? I put New Orleans one, Atlanta two, Tampa yeah. Bay three, Carolina four. Absolutely. Atlanta's the interesting one. I think, I don't know. I, I think Smith is definitely going to be back for year three. I said yeah. definitely after I called it interesting, which is a bit of a conundrum, but I, I don't know. I don't know. Blank seems pretty loyal. I think Smith comes back. Just needs a quarterback. What he does, he has one. His name is Ritter. Uh, when we return, like, love, loathe. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... 
Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA.